Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, Buddy C. I'd like to welcome Marla, Kate, Suzanne, Cindy, and Paul at the moment. I'm sure we may have one or two more straggle in as we move forward. Marlo, welcome back. Oh, thank you. How was India? Uh, it was pretty remarkable. And so, in a nutshell, remarkable. I loved every minute of it. Enjoyed your trip. Yeah. Edgar and Larry, happy to have yeah. you back. They are, and they did. They fared well without me. Amazing. Now, Larry's your husband and Edgar's your dog. Okay, I want to clarify yes. that. I'm sure they both missed you tremendously. Did Edgar, uh, did, how did he behave when you, uh, when you returned? Was he excited? He's very excited. Yeah, he still is because I'm still, I'm still spoiling him. Ah, yeah. okay. He's very happy. Well, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad your trip went well. You Thank got a lot of epiphany. So you were, was it everything you hoped it would be? Like, I know you studied yoga. That was the reason you went. It was everything and more. I didn't expect to love it so much, but I did. I really did. So does that mean trip, future trips or no? It does. Uh-huh. It does mean future trips. Maybe, you know, two to five years, somewhere from there. Oh, good. So, good. Yeah. Well, if you unpack that, please share with us any epiphanies that are appropriate. I will. I'm just uh, still assimilating everything I've learned. Yeah, you have to because you've only been back a few days. So, yeah, I'm still jet lagged. Yeah, sure. That'll 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 change with time. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Everyone else doing well? Good. Okay. We are powerless over this first chapter of the Tao Te Ching. Really, in my reading, that's what it seems to be all about: is learning how to know in the dark. Ooh. <laughs> know in the dark. That that uh, gate, that window from name to nameless, where our peace and joy is, learning how to be powerless. You know, in recovery, that's the one real, um, the first gift I saw, and every gift seems to be within that powerlessness. And I think, for me, that's what this first chapter talks so much about, is how to be okay with that. Because we we want to see and name and and understand when the real gift is in being okay with not understanding, with not seeing, with the nameless, with the nameless. Kate, are you going to read for us today, ma'am? Are you good with that? I am good with that. All right. Well, I'll share the screen, and then you can you can move forward at your leisure. All right. I am ready. All right. So first chapter, first translation. The Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The nameless is the beginning of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of the 10,000 things. Ever desireless, one can see the mystery. Ever desiring, one sees the manifestations. 
These two spring from the same source but differ in name. This appears as darkness, darkness within darkness, the gate to all mystery. Second translation, the Tao that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. The unnameable is the, is the eternally real. Naming is the origin of all particular things. Free from desire, you realize the mystery. Caught in desire, you see only the manifestations. Yet mystery and manifestations arise from the same source. This source is called darkness. Darkness within darkness. The gateway to all understanding. Third translation. The Tao that can be described is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be spoken is not the eternal name. The nameless is the boundary of heaven and earth. The named is the mother of creation. Freed from desire, you can see the hidden mystery. By having desire, you can only see what is visibly real. Yet mystery and reality emerge from the same source. This source is called darkness. Darkness born from darkness, the beginning of all understanding. Final translation. If you can talk about it, it ain't Tao. If it has a name, it's just another thing. Tao doesn't have a name. Names are for ordinary things. Stop wanting stuff. It keeps you from seeing what's real. When you want stuff, all you see are things. Those two sentences mean the same thing. Figure them out, and you've got it made. Comments? Cindy? I do. In the two middle translations, when it talks about free from desire, you realize the mystery. Caught in desire, you only see the manifestations. It makes me think about recovery. And that whole darkness within darkness, the gateway to all understanding. I mean, lots of times we talk about the fact that we spend more time on ourselves than people who may not be in recovery. So kind of that darkness brings us to a different light. But this just has recovery written all over it to me. And the fact that, like, you know, that, like I've said it a million times. I've heard other people say it where you try to get sober a couple of different times and you don't know what it is that takes the time that it takes. Like, that's the mystery I see in, in this part. The mystery of giving up desire. The mystery of powerlessness. Yeah. Yes. Anyone else? Um, this whole, the freedom from the desire to want to know. This kind of, what I was, what struck me at, at this one, the freedom from the desire to know. Um, that relieves a lot of suffering for me. Is, you know, the, the why of everything. Why am I alive? What's my purpose in life? There is no purpose. It's just we are. But And also, it, the other thing about the first verse is I always looked at it as um, this, is, this is another version of the word God, but it's basically saying, no, it isn't, because you've named it. So you can't name it. It's unnamed. cannot be named. The Tao is. It just is. The Tao is, the way is, love is, God is. It's all, Pat, when, when we name, I think it's interesting how 
for the most part, this power that we don't understand, we have put a very a name of God on a three-letter <laughs> name, a small, so that we can try to box this thing up that we don't understand in a way, I think, so that we can control it because we put names on things so that we can understand and control so that we can at least have an understanding of even if we can't control it so that we can put it somewhere. We can say, okay, we can put God over here on this shelf or in, in this, in this hole and we'll put this over in this hole. And you know, all those things where we try to, I try to, I can just speak for myself, compart, compart, mentalize everything so that I've got it in its place. Oh, that's God. Okay. I can understand. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is this. And part of what this is saying to me is that this desire, this idea of, um, of understanding, it it causes me to lose understanding. Um, I've got a, a quote here or anyone else at the moment got something. Okay. This is David Hawkins pathway to surrender. And I've read this on another, but this is about desire. And what he's talking about is I'll read a little, I'm just going to read a couple of little sentences here and there in the desire chapter. I'm on page 108. Uh, The way something comes into our life, is because we've chosen it. It was a result of our intention or we made a decision for it. It came into our life in spite of desire. The desiring was actually the obstacle to the achievement. (laughs) So we get things in our life in spite of desire because if we say that we desire something, we're saying it isn't ours. The distance, uh, becomes the obstacle. Um, It involves struggle. The struggle results from the block we have put in our way because we desired in a freer state that which is chosen manifests in our life effortlessly. We surrender the emotion of desire and instead we choose the goal, picture it lovingly, and allow it to happen because we see that it is already ours. In a lower state of consciousness, the universe is seen as negative and denying and frustrating and reluctant. It's a bad, stingy parent. In a higher state of consciousness, our expectation of the universe changes. It now becomes like a giving, loving, unconditionally approving parent who wants us to have everything we want, and it is ours for the asking. This is creating a different context. It is giving the universe a different meaning. And he goes on to talk about not that we can have anything that we want, so to speak, like, like a, like a spiritual, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, words are escaping me, but um, it's not like we can get anything that we want. It's that we surrender that and know that we always get what we need. We move from that, desire to have to that I'm going to have what I need. I don't have to desire anymore. I don't have to want. 
for me, that seems to be the the gift in that. So I'm thinking about the desire for recovery, the desire to get and stay sober. Relating this all to recovery is my desire is so strong, it's actually not causing me to suffer because I'm desiring it. It's what are you desiring specifically, Marla? The, uh, good point. Um, the desire to, to not want to use. I mean, the desire to be free of addiction. The, but, it, but it's not something, though, that you don't already have. You already have that, right? Yeah. You have recovery. It's not something that you're grasping for like you're, like you say, I've got to have, it's like you already have it within, correct? Yeah. That's different from the desire to have something that you don't have. You see, your ideas changed of what that means. It's, and I'm not just, I'm not desiring a physical, tangible thing. I'm desiring, I it's hard to put into words, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a yeah. It, I guess it is. Yeah. But, but but this is the thing. You're already have your recovery, right? Yes. It's not something that you're desiring in the way that you desire. You would want a new car, and you don't have a new car. It's a different right. kind not, of desire. I'm not desiring a thing. I'm desiring a big a way. And the way that you're desiring, you already have. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you're sober at the moment. I mean, you're, you you see it as something that you already have. So it's a whole different mindset to, to desire. Okay. I think I get it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's this idea. And uh, Stephen Mitchell talks about this the gateway of all understanding he says in order to understand we have to remain in the darkness of not knowing (laughs) okay i think that that i this is complicated but i think that that goes along with the 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 being limited to only seeing the manifestations versus realizing the mystery in that in that section. Mm-hmm. Free from desire, you realize the mystery. Caught in desire, you see only the manifestations. So I feel like, you know, if we're thinking, we're naming everything, we understand everything, we're really limiting ourselves to only the manifestations of, you know, what what we think we see if we realize that we don't understand anything you know then we then there's way more out there that we can understand and i think that makes sense with recovery because if we think that we know what's going on and we think that we understand everything we are not going to be able to learn what we need to learn bingo does that make sense Totally. Thank you. Thank you. Paul, you have something? Yeah, that's the way that I... Oh, he's having audio trouble. Uh, No, I got it back. 
Okay. I just got to keep an eye on that. Uh, yeah, that's the way I look at my initial surrender uh, as far as recovery goes. Um, I mean, I had no idea what to do. It wasn't until I got to that point where I had no idea what to do. That, Looking back on it, I didn't know it at the time, but looking back on it, that was really my surrender. I was just throwing up my hands saying, I don't know what to do. Hmm. Good point. That is your freedom from desire, your point of freedom from desire, if you applied it to this first chapter. Yeah, exactly. And from what this says, I think that is the door into real understanding, like Kate was talking about. That's the door, is surrendering our need to know. Right. Stop asking the question, why am I here? Uh, Derek Lynn had a couple of comments that were good on this. Uh, we can never understand the Tao through the intellect alone. We must feel it. Talking about it can be useful, but will never replace the actual experience of living it. Self-serving desires tend to limit us to the superficial level. If we think of other people and not just focus on ourselves, we'll find it much easier Connect to connect with the underlying reality. This applies to every aspect of life. It is, it is one of the most powerful teachings of the Tao. And my note beside that is what we see is not reality. We know that. Yeah. It's changing our perception, right? It's that Course in Miracles thinking of, you know, the perception that we, this projector that we project onto the world is not the real thing. The way I see you is not how you actually are. I just see you through this lens that I've created, through my fear most of the time. Maybe I can change that to a love projection. Then I cannot start taking things personally. Then I can see you as someone who's asking me to love you rather than someone who's attacking me. Then I can rise above all of this pettiness and see see things in a in a way that cause me not to not to be fearful, not to be angry, not to react, but to love instead. That's being I think that's being free of the desire. That's the letting go, stop the wanting stuff so I can be free. That desire blinds, right? Mm-hmm. That desire blinds us. Yeah. I've got a comment. I've, I've got an applicable Bible verse this morning, too. So please don't stop listening if you're on the podcast because I mentioned the Bible. Not... <laughs> Listen to this. This is so, this is, inc- this is the message version in Galatians. It says Galatians 5, 13 through 15 in the message version. It's absolutely clear that God has called you to a free life. Just make sure that you don't use this freedom as an excuse to do whatever you want to do and destroy your freedom. Okay, so we're called to this free life, but we destroy our freedom by doing what we want to do. I thought that's what freedom was about, was doing what I wanted to do, right? says we destroy it by doing what we want to do. Rather, use your freedom to serve one another in love. That's how freedom grows. 
For everything we know about God's word summed up in a single sentence, love others as you love yourself. That's an act of true freedom. So it's not freedom to do what we want to do. It's freedom to have to do what we want to do. It's freedom from ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) So the true freedom and, and that freedom grows by serving one another in love. So we're freed from ourselves by loving other folks. Loving others frees us from ourselves, in other words. Self-seeking will slip away. Yes. Yes. That's a promise. Yes. This whole idea that as long as we're all about us, that's all we're going to see. When we can start loving others, start thinking of someone other than ourselves. We start cracking that door of understanding. We can start seeing more than us. We can start being powerless. Good stuff. All right. Comments? I want to read the translation, Jonathan Starr's translation of this. Uh, First chapter. This is the translation and book that Wayne Dyer used in his, in writing his translation. The way that can be walked is not the way. The name that can be named is not the name. Tao is both named and nameless. In nameless, it's the origin of all things. In named, it is the mother of all things. A mind free of thought merged within itself beholds the essence of the Tao, a mind filled with thought, the desires, right? Identified with its own perceptions, beholds the mere form of the world. So we're caught up in our thoughts and our perceptions. All we're seeing is the form. We're not seeing the real thing. Like the kid getting the present and and all of a sudden the kid doesn't even see the present. He just keeps playing with the box. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) same thing right how many times have you seen that the kids just playing with a box and never gets to the real present and this this being called in desire i think is just playing with the box the Tao and this world seem different but in truth they're one and the same the only difference is what we call them how deep and mysterious is this unity how profound how great it is the truth beyond the truth hidden within the hidden it is the path of all wonder, the gate to the essence of everything. So we stay on the peripheral. You know, we stay on the outside. We stay in the desire. Rather than moving into the powerlessness, which happens when we start loving people, when instead of God help me, God, who can I help? Right? When our heart starts moving toward that, who can I help? How can I help you instead of get out of my fucking way and give me what I need? <laughs> you know, when, when, when we start changing and one day we realize, wait a minute, I actually had a concern for that person. Why is that? What's happening to me? <laughs> oh my God. You know, I you thought about someone other than myself. Marla. 
you see them as you. You start to see other people as you, you know. And, you know, just to to go back to, like, traveling, regarding traveling is that, that we were talking about, that, uh, you know, I was halfway around the world. People over there are the same as they are here. We, When you look at other people as the same as you, there there's something that is very liberating about that is, is is that you don't see yourself as an other as a you know as a separate individual we're all the same yeah that's the big gift i tina i keep going back i'm, I'm still listening to uh tasha silver it's not your money and this thought of we get what we need when we need it that the desires actually in our way, the, the obsession with things rather than learning to surrender those things and just say, you know, I surrender whatever it is, whatever I think I need. I surrender that I'm powerless over it. I know I'll get what I need when I need it, whatever that is. I don't have to figure this thing out and we get out of our way and then we just see things start unfolding and happening for us in ways that we could have never accomplished ourselves. Uh, that's a real gift from the, the Tasha Silver teachings that, I, that I'm enjoying at the moment. And it fits right in with this. You know, it fits right in with this idea of, of powerlessness, this idea of surrender. And it's not that we do nothing. It's that instead of me being focused on myself, it's like my wall analogy, you know, this idea of, of having, uh, when I need to get over the proverbial wall, I, instead of what I used to do was climb, 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 do everything I could possibly do within my own power, and then believe God to help me with a part I couldn't do. Never an idea of helping someone, never an idea, it was all about me, you know, I have a need. It's only a, it's a real need when it's my need, right? Yeah. Okay. Instead, what I've learned is I see the wall. I see the, the issue. I see what I have, what I believe is my problem. Instead of me focusing on me and how to help me and how to do for me, all of a sudden now I'm learning, okay, I think I have this need. I see this need in my life. Okay, who can I help? Get the focus off of me entirely. Who's around here I can help over this wall? Go help them any way I can. And then all of a sudden, I'm over the wall. How did I get over it? I have no idea. Did I go through it? Did I go under it? Did they help me over? Who knows? But all of a sudden, I am over this wall, and I have to think about how I got over it. What happened? And it's almost like I'm transitioned over this thing and don't know how it happened. Totally different thinking than I used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow that's part of it, too. Tina? This also reminds me of <clears throat> the time, um, I, and I've shared with, I think, I think I've shared with you guys before about Neil Donald Walsh, who wrote Conversations with God. And um, he, he was, at the end of his, um, he was speaking, he said, there, he was talking about the 14 things that spiritual people do or that spiritual people know. And um, 
as he was speaking, he, his health is kind of getting worse, and so he couldn't finish, and he says, well, you know, look him up, but he says, the, the main thing I want you to take away from this is uh, your problems have already been solved for you. And I've found much comfort in that first confusion for a while, and I go back and forth. But to me, what we're talking about here kind of sums that up, like like our, our problems, the things that are our, our desires aren't things. And those aren't really – that he's he, – it's to the point where that's not even an issue anymore, you know, because that's not important. You're, like you said, your basic needs and – Everything else is you have exactly what you need, exactly where you are. And there should be no other desires except for alignment. And it gave me a lot of comfort hearing that, that your problems have already been solved for you because then what's the point of stressing, contorting? Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how we're in, the, in the share recovery community, this is gratitude month. And the challenge is to list every day three things we're grateful for. And Paul, I think, Paul, this was your suggestion, which is fantastic. Fantastic suggestion. And it's interesting, as the month goes on, I think we're going to see people's gratitudes move from these petty things, these little things, to more things of real value, you know. And it's interesting, they may even get to things that are negative, things in our life that aren't great, like a mother-in-law or a sister-in-law or a, or a, the Georgia State Patrol in my situation. You know? <laughs> things that aren't necessarily, you know, things you would think to be grateful for, you know. Um, yeah, one, of, one, of the, uh, one of the first things I did was, I said I was grateful for is, is my mistakes in life. Yes. A lot of people say, what, what do you mean by that? And I mean that uh, I, I, speaking for myself, uh, I learn more from my mistakes than I do from my successes. I mean, success is easy. You know, everybody's your friend when you're successful. But boy, when when things don't go your way, um, that's that's where the real learning in my case happens. So I'm I'm very grateful for that. I agree. Yes, Tina. I um. I've actually had a really hard time writing um, that gratitude list because of um, it feeling, I don't know, it's been really weird. My sponsor has me write a gratitude list every day. So I write, I write my things down and I have them. Um, what I found was interesting was that when I started doing this, with the day I entered rehab, my list was I am grateful for vacations and um, our cars and our house and how it switched from the 30 days after leaving, mainly because, you know, I, I was, I was there, I was stuck there, you know, more or less. Um, my gratitudes were freedom, basics, a driver's license, things like that. Um, obviously my family, my tribe community, um, but it was really interesting how that shifted just in those 30 days. And, and what, I, what I've done, and I, my, the first thing I shared was I shared for this weight gain I've experienced and all of the things that it's taught me and made me grateful for. Um, but what I've done with my gratitude list, and I haven't shared it just because it's, um, 
I don't know, I just haven't shared it, but I listed all of the things that I, that I wish were different and that I didn't like. And then I, I just turned that into my gratitude list because mm-hmm. of all of the things that it's showing me and teaching me. And it just seems really drab and depressing. So I'm like, that's not what everyone's sharing. It's not happy-go-lucky, you know. It's, um, I don't want to write on there that I'm, I'm grateful for my anger issue. <laughs> Why not? Hey, Why yeah, not? you know what, Tina? There's, that's what I love about this whole thing is there, there's no right or wrong things. Right to do i mean uh i just feel like that debbie downer when everyone's having a fun conversation and then she's like oh (laughs) maybe with that you could uh you could what i'm what i'm going to do because i've got some of those negatives on my gratitude so i wrote a lot of things out and i'm picking out of those things to you know got to be a little organized i can't just do it like all of a sudden so so i've wrote these things i've got to come up with 90 things for let's see there's you know 30 days in september so there's 90 things and i want to not repeat so i'm you know i'm I'm getting i'm you know i'm organizing it right so i said well i'm going to dribble some of these negatives in with the positives you know and so i'm not going to have like days of negativity and so yeah. I will just kind of, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm doing, buddy. I have a spreadsheet. I have an actual spreadsheet on my computer. <laughs> I have a Google Keep note, one that where I've posted and one that I haven't posted yet. So, Paul, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing, the whole, and that's the key. The whole thing is, you know, that's why we say no repeats because by the end of the month, you know, we want you to have at least 90 things that you can look back and say that, wow, I didn't think I would, you know, because when you first think about it, a gratitude list, you might just, like you said, my health, my family, and that, you know, and that's great, you know, nothing wrong with that, but, you know, it goes, when you get to 90 things, it starts going deeper, like Omar says, it starts to get granular, and, you know, you really start to think of some things you might not have thought of, but, yeah, posting the negative stuff, I, may, I think, also gets other people to think, too. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. So, I've been looking at this next part of the reading, right? where it says the mystery and manifestations arise from the same source. I mean, I've been thinking about this the whole time we've been talking about this gratitude thing, right? And it's making me, you guys are talking about like positive and negative gratitudes kind of. And that's making me think about like this mystery and manifestations is kind of like the free from desire, caught in desire, the positive and negative things we could get. And that's making me think kind of about how both these positive and negative things are, I mean, they're all part of this Tao. Is that kind of coming from left field here? No, not at all, Kate. No. I think that's right online because what, what this whole idea of the Tao has done for me has moved my thinking of God, with air quotes, from this you know, old gray-haired guy in the sky surrounded by whatever that, you know, that that came from my raising to more of a way of life, a path. And this path of surrender, this path of love, where my freedom grows when I love. This whole idea that it's a way of life, more so, that I don't have to figure out. And it's okay if it that's changing and evolving. Paul? Yeah, this is 
this whole well, this whole Dow thing really goes against the Western way of thinking, doesn't it? I mean, especially yeah. the way like yeah. we were brought up, buddy, with a Christian background. I know both. I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, both. I know I, I can only speak for myself, but I came from the whole the whole the whole idea about uh, yeah the whole idea about um about labeling things i mean that that's how i was raised <laughs> you know you're raised to label things and 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 you're raised with this with this uh notion that you have to constantly work you know at at everything in life to succeed when sometimes you know, you just need to sit back and let things happen and not push. You know, I, I was raised to just keep, you have to keep pushing. You have to keep, and and that just goes, goes, seems to go against uh, what they're talking about with the Dow here. So it's really, it's taken a while for me to wrap my head around all this stuff, but I think I'm, I think I'm starting, maybe starting to kind of understand it a little bit. You, you know, that's interesting, Paul. I've never realized that when we were approached with anything, the first thing I was told to do was label it. I had to identify it. Yeah. Everything. And even, you know, was it, was this a good thing? Was this a bad thing? Is that something I need to do? Ooh, that's something I don't need to do. Oh, that's something I want to do, but I shouldn't do, you know? Oh, I need to remember that. I, maybe I can do that later. You know, all those things, you know, that we had to identify and label and do. And this is the opposite of that. It, it's okay to be in the dark. It's okay to not know. It's okay to not understand. As a matter of fact, this encourages you to not label it. We've got all this broad area of life now that's not labeled. And it's getting larger. It's getting more dark, not less. And it's okay. It's supposed to be what we're encouraged in my thinking to do. That is the powerlessness area of my life that I used to not have at all. There was no powerlessness in my life. If I could not control it, I felt bad about not controlling it and labeled it that way. I was unsuccessful for whatever that was. And that was a label to put on it. The unsuccessful, the piece of shit portion of my life. <laughs> you know? Does, yeah, and I was, and I was, that? yeah, and I was raised to believe that, you know, these people over here are bad. You know, don't be like them. But, you know, it's just that whole positive negative thing. I mean, really, we don't really have to label it as positive or negative. Exactly. Right. We don't need to have a judgment over things. It's just like there's this part of reality and that part of mystery, and they're both part of it, and that's that. It's that of Course in Miracles idea, I think, of people are asking you. There, there's either two places people are coming from. They're either loving you or they're asking you to love them. There's nothing else. And if we get down deep enough, we can see that. If we get you know, if we let go enough, surrender enough, we can see, oh, their anger is just, it's mirrored back to them. They're asking me to love them. How can I love them? And that brings us to a place where we don't have to accept what they're giving. We don't have to participate in that. 
we don't have to let that ruin our day. Whatever it is that people are trying to give us, we don't have to accept that. You know, how many times in the past I was just waiting on someone to be angry so I could be angry with them. (laughs) Yeah, let's get angry. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. Let's do it. You know, oh, I was waiting on you. Almost, I mean, oh, oh, yeah, here's my anger for today, you know. (laughs) Misery loves company, right? Yes, exactly, Paul. Yes, misery loves company. (laughs) Is that not a true statement, you know? Wow. Wow, that's good. Mm. And so simple. Is that not a simpler way to live and be? Is there anything that we need to cover in the Wayne Dyer, Marla? Did you get a chance to look at that? I'm afraid I did not. I'm going, like. to, I'm going to just quickly say a couple of statements out of there, if y'all don't mind, because I think we've covered this, but I don't want to leave. He's got a, some good things in here, and I just want to quickly. Uh, he talks about allowing rather than desiring and wanting, which I think fits right in, that we learn to allow we learn to love instead of taking these things personally, right? Yeah. When we desire to see the invisibleness, the mystery, we attempt to define it in terms of the outer world or form, the 10,000 things. He, uh, Lao Tzu counsels us uh, that letting go of trying to see the mystery will allow us to see it. Quit trying to see it, then we can see it. We allow, right, rather than figure out, rather than identify, we just let it be. Let it be. I think that's what Paul McCartney was talking about. Yeah. We move from wanting desire desire to allow that same idea of moving over to being, from having to doing to being, same thing. Yeah. So if wanting transforms into effortless, wanting transforms into effortless allowing, The Tao desireless uh, means trusting, permitting, and allowing. So it's all about trusting, permitting, and allowing. And getting rid of the naming and labeling, like Paul was talking about. So good. Uh, My notes on Dyer was, I want a flower to grow, so I allow a flower to grow. I want to go to sleep. So I just go to sleep. I do what cultivates sleep. Then I let go. I don't sit there, I want to go to sleep. I want to, okay. What do I do that cultivates sleep? Let's do that instead. Trying and doing move to being and allowing. I don't try to ride a bike. I just ride a bike. (laughs) Moving from that trying to just being, right? Ah. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think that's everything I had. Any closing comments? Moving from that pushing, you know, and if we're not careful, what you were talking about, Paul, about the way we were raised as working harder, doing better, this whole idea of desire and push and making it happen. If we're not careful, we can repackage that in still manifesting and I'm not the fan of the, the, what is it? The vision boards and those things. It's good, I guess. And some of what uh, Hawkins said could be misconstrued 
uh, in that, you know, the reason for me, I have to move from this desire and thinking I'm manifesting these things to just surrendering and just letting go and say, hey, my life, what's going to be in my life? And that's, that's really Tasha Silver's approach, and it's not your money, is let's just get in the flow and let's just surrender this thing instead of trying to manipulate God into doing what I want. Let me just surrender my want. And instead of thinking my kids' lives need to be a particular way, why don't I just trust God that it's going to happen like it's supposed to happen? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like it's supposed to be instead. That's being okay in the dark instead of having to figure it all out and know where everything, okay, I'm okay to take that little step, not knowing exactly where I'm at. <laughs> you know, the universe will provide. Yes. The universe will provide. And, and giving up the idea that I've got to know it all and being okay with not knowing is where the peace and joy is at. Yep. Freedom from desire. Yes. No suffering. Serving one another in love causes that freedom to grow. Not having to do what we want to do anymore. Being free from us. (laughs) Phew. Free from me. Yeah, not always not always push, push, push. Yes, Paul. Good stuff, guys. Any closing comments before we go? Good chapter. It is good. We'll we'll continue with chapter two next week and We've got those first nine, I think, that we didn't cover. I didn't talk about this, I don't think, but we're going to cover those first ones. People have asked us about that, and we're just going to start. We just decided to do that, then we'll take up from where we left off. we had any real light chapters that we think we want to go back to, we might hit one or two in the middle there. We'll just see. So, oh, this, was good. A good, this, this was a good start. Yes. Well, as a, as a group, we're going to, even when we finish this book, which – I still don't know what I need to know what you guys want me to do with it. Um, we're going to continue this meeting for ourselves, right? I hope so. Okay, because yeah, this so. is this is food. we haven't mentioned it on the pot on the in the meeting, but uh, we're going to take and um, we're talking about taking the content and transcribing it into a book about the Tao Te Ching and recovery. So. So we're going to take the content that we're using here for that. So that's, you know, that's where we're heading. And so we want to go back and do these first nine chapters that we didn't have so we can start putting all of that together. So um, I'm excited because this is really good content that people that don't listen to podcasts that would like to have it in a book form could use, you know. So I just think it's a gift. And I just think it's a great thing. So Service. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Who knows? Nope. We're not. We're not going to push it. We're just going to let it happen. We're not. Are we? We're surrendering that desire that's associated with that. You know, and learning to do that in more areas of life is just that's where the real gift is at. Is learning to be powerless in those things. Yeah, it'll it'll come together when it's meant to be. That's it, Paul. That's it. <laughs> it appears, right? It appears. I've got. You have to. You have to apply this stuff, Marla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a. Uh, I'll give you a quick example of that if you guys want to hear it. Um, I've got this business that I've been working on that's taking entirely longer than what I thought it should take. And I had a computer programmer that was supposed to be done. I thought we were going to be done in February. 
And August, September, he was not finished with what I needed. So I have been at ease through this. I have been, I have, I'm really proud of myself actually at how well I have not pushed. So I emailed him and said, Hey, I said, I think it's time that we, you know, Cooper get off the pot. You know, let's either you're able to do this and get it done or, or we'll just do something different. No big deal. I wasn't fussy. I wasn't cussing. I wasn't the ways I would, could have been and been in the past. He emailed me and said, you know, he says, you're right. He says, I'm going to get finished by the end of October or die trying. I said, okay, thank you, you know. And so we we met online. He's in a, halfway across the country. And he got done everything I needed, more than met expectations. Why is it going to charge me a thing for finishing? And this guy charges close to $200 an hour, right? And he wasn't going to charge me anything for finishing. I said, no, bill me. When I'm up and making money, I'll pay you. I said, but I think if I, you can give me that grace, but I want to pay you. I appreciate the work you've done, blah, blah, blah. And it was just different things that came up with business, which happened. And I was very understanding. And I talked to him a long time ago about partnering with me because he's got all the, the skill set that I need. And I emailed him back and said, hey, what do you think about still? I'm still interested in that. He emailed me back and said, absolutely, I want to talk. So we're talking now about partnering on all this stuff, and he's exactly what I need, and it looks like a great fit. None of that would have been available to me if I'd have showed my ass and just been a butt. You know, so like those things unfolding like they need to unfold, it appears, I don't know, maybe like the horse and the farmer, you know, maybe it's going to work, I don't know. But so far, I've been able to handle all this at ease and I've been through this whole process and things have worked out financially to where I've really, it hasn't hurt me financially to wait. It's all worked out. So I'm really excited about it. So it's another example, Paul, of when we let go and surrender and get out of the way, the universe can just manifest what needs to be there without our effort or push. And I've been very busy during this time helping and doing things like this, you know. So uh, it's just a great gift. All life's a gift. And if we it just, is a gift. We'll just quit Thanks. paying attention to the box and see what's in it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Go love people. So, well, that's all I got, guys. Y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.